So every time I do this podcast, I am a weepy mess. And I think I am because I feel safe in this space. I'm thinking that while you're listening to this, I am 53 years old. I'll be 54 soon. And I'm not supposed to be here. I'm HIV positive. I'm a black man in America. And I'm here. And I exist. And I think about everyone that has helped build this podcast and how they said yes to a call in their lives, a call in their heart to carve a path and make a way for themselves as an intervention, but also for the rest of the world. I am Darnell Moore, and this is Being Seen, an in-depth exploration of culture's role in resolving the tensions between how we are seen and how we see ourselves. Focused on the gay and queer Black male experience, Being Seen is a space to explore culture with leading artists, writers, activists, and entertainers. If we create nuanced and accurate cultural portrayals of identity and experience, we have an opportunity to reduce stigma and change perception impacting everything from HIV to institutional inequity. I mean, that goes back to what I was trying to get at is that the work that I do, that work is always connected to a people, to a community, the the audience. I'm, I'm always creating in service to or in community with a people. You know, the podcast would mean nothing if there was not an intention to ensure that at every turn we thought about the very audiences that it was to speak to. And for me, that is the way I approach art. I'm not just having a conversation with myself on the page. I'm not just having a conversation with myself in in, in an audio format like a podcast. I'm in conversation with the people. And therefore, it should inform how I go about art making. And I see being seen as being really organized around the idea that this is a work for the people, inevitably. And if it is there for a work for the people, the people need to be as much of a part of it as possible at every turn. And I think we've done a good job at trying to strike that. Hi, um, I'm Darius uh, Brown, the casting director for Being Seen. The iconic... Oh, Superstar casting yes. director. Oh, that sounds good coming from you, Darnell. And Emil, you know, itself carry weight in the community first and foremost. So let's acknowledge who is in the room. Right? No, seriously. So, you know, and Emil, come on. I was thumbing through the pages of Vibe. My mom got me a subscription. Like, come on. Like, when I was a kid. And I would see your name, I think, or maybe some of your editor's notes. And then Darnell, like, I didn't know much about him. I think we were at an event together at the public theater. And I s- discovered him. And I think we were friends on Facebook. And then um, wonderful Sarah made the introduction and said his name. And then, you know, I started to dig deeper and deeper. And this, he's phenomenal. So he's been doing the work. So this project found me. It found me... Uh, and it was a gift to me that I needed, uh, especially during the, the pandemic. 
I didn't know I was going to need it. It made me recognize, um, it made me recognize and reinforce and um, heal the little boy inside of me by doing this work. I mean, I listened to the Luke James episode this morning and I cried. Um, and I, if I could tell anybody, you know, listening, listen to that episode because it's, it's literally earth shattering. You'll break the chains. You'll start the, the process or you'll at least get it, you know, so you can start to unpack, unpack the trauma that a lot of us, that a lot of us are in. And we don't even know sometime that we're in. So I feel like this, uh, this work has, you know, chipped away at that and at least, you know, started people to have conversations about healing. Um, and, and the biggest healer that it really, the person that it really healed was me doing the work. I feel, um, I don't know. I feel for me, this is a, this isn't a search for, it's a, um, an, it's a, it's a witnessing of an accounting of. So in the process of creating a podcast, this has felt like in many ways, I'm going to use the word church as riddled as that is with, with our, our connotations of it. But church in the same way, I would say the gay club has been church house music and, and and ballroom culture has been church like and what I mean by that spaces in which I can say a man or a woman and yes to a testimony or, or, or someone bearing witness putting words to something that I know to be true in, in my own experience it's very much felt like community it's very much felt like um an opportunity to join in a chorus of celebration and affirmation. I, I have felt as if I've been in sanctuary so many times in every episode in which folk have testified about the things that I also know to be true. And what I mean by that is it's different when you're in the communities of which that have been part of this, listening and peering into the conversations versus being outside of it, right? And it's always something to be found. And always it's something that you experience is different from somebody else. But damn, how good does it feel to be in a space where everybody is really, it's just like the amen corner where you're like, yep, I know that. I, I, I got, I, mm-hmm. you're not lying <laughs> to testify. And that to me is, is just as important as finding something sort of quote unquote new. Maybe the new thing that you're finding is that there are actually other people out there that may have a way to articulate a thing that you've experienced that you've never known how to articulate in a way that can allow you to say, oh, I feel seen. Hi. Oh, shoot. Headphones. Um, hi. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me? Here we go. Okay. Hey, Neil. Sorry. I've been... What's up? Happy Friday. <laughs> oh, I've been trying to get on for like... 20 something minutes. Hello. I feel seen. I feel seen, heard, and respected. That shirt is cute. Emil's going to be. Yeah, it is nice. Yes. I don't know what we're talking about, but. Yeah. <laughs> you were a lot more seamless than I was. I think one of my favorite moments on this journey of being seen was we, in the transition between season one and season two, and we had a brainstorm meeting. And that was the first time that we were all together on a Zoom. And it was really, really powerful because to have Texas Isaiah and Giancarlo 
and Darius and Deshaun and Allie and, and Sarah and Darnell. Like we were all there, Olivia, all of us. And we were kind of brainstorming and that felt incredibly enriching for me and impactful for me. And I felt emboldened after that because it was intergenerational, it was interracial, it was everything. And that, like, that was my favorite being seen moment for sure, because we all were just spitballing and throwing ideas and just to hear what the younger folk were saying. Uh, Our first season of being seen, um, we did the work in 2020 during the global pandemic's beginning. And in 2021, we were still working our way through the pandemic. And who knows how many years this will go on uh, to some degree uh, before COVID-19 is something like the flu or is completely eliminated. Who knows? Um, I will say that there was a desperation for joy and touch and love and intimacy um, for family and community that I think uh, Texas Isaiah and I both felt as we curated photographs and thought about photographers. We thought about softness and um, emotional work that elevated the human experience and documented it as truthfully as one can. Um, So I think that we took that very seriously and I think that the desperation to feel that for ourselves really helped guide our hands A lot of the photographers that I can think of, Miranda Barnes and Andre Wagner, um, Hannah Price, myself and Texas Isaiah are photographers who work from a place of emotion. And I think that we really thought long and hard about that um, as a remedy for the emotional ennui and unrest and difficulty um, and the creative stifling of this particular year. I think the best way for me to describe this moment was the moment I got the call to be a part of this podcast. And I thought, how brilliant to do this now in a moment of uncertainty and a moment of just not knowing what was happening in the world with the virus, you know, in a moment of racial unrest that was unprecedented after George Floyd specifically, but even the lead up to that. And I just remember thinking that to capture this moment in time of shift and change and uncertainty brought a sense of clarity in a way to who we are as Black queer folks, Black gay folks, and our place in the world. Because the thing that was interesting, particularly about the first season and, and epi- the first episodes, were in the middle of 2020, while the world seemed like it was on fire and collapsing, we saw Black, gay, and queer men rising and kind of shattering glass ceilings that had never been done before. And so to then be in conversation with so many, especially voices from the media um, and from Hollywood, to tell their perspective on what was happening in the world in that moment was really just very, very powerful. And I, I love this idea of Darnell talking about archiving because 
it's literally a time capsule. And so it's a time back to what Darius said of like, people are afraid. We didn't know what was going to happen. But yet we were able to capture these amazing voices and keep them alive through a podcast and through voices, through what, you know, our ancestors would have listened through radio, right? And to be able to tell our own stories in our own voices. And then all this beautiful black artwork and photography that really kind of brought it to life even more. I feel like a totally different person from when I entered the pandemic and the lockdown. And I think that, you know, I always talk about the work from Native Son to being a creative consultant or guest on being seen literally saved my life because it enabled me to be busy to serve my community and not worry about my own life or existence. And it, it kind of didn't, I wasn't focused on that. Like my mortality didn't matter in that moment. What was important was that I was feeding and serving and uplifting and elevating my community so they wouldn't have to be scared. I want people to know when you listen to this that we're resilient, that we're beautiful, that you can heal. This is healing work, you know. If you just lean into that person that you're afraid to lean into or everybody maybe makes fun of, but lean into it a little bit more. Um, There are people that are just like you. There are people that are struggling like you, but you make a choice every day, every single day to be the best person you can be you make a choice not to react you make a choice to to react there's choices right so this work has made me feel more confident more bold i'm more bold i'll be very quick and very short here i say this all the times but our freedom dreams can be other people's nightmares and while we have i think a variety of ways we think about black freedom black liberation our freedom for all people there is no way that we can all be free unless we're talking about the specific ways that some of us are kept from that freedom and hiv is one of those routes through which you know that imperils that impacts upon people's access to the type of full resources, full health, full livability that they are, that, that that's demanding of them. So any any conversation on freedom, on Black freedom, that does not also include a conversation on HIV and what we need to do to reverse it isn't a conversation that's freeing at all. For me, I think it, it's the baseline, right? The baseline of possibilities, the baseline of hopes, dreams, the record, (laughs) let the record state that we were here, that like these were the conversations that we were having while battling multiple like pandemics and epidemics and disparities within our lives. And we were still able to push through. And so 10 years from now, who knows what it is that we'll be facing come that time, right? But knowing that there's still a community 
that cared and there was still a community that showed up and that there was still a group of people like that Sarah and Ali um, talked about as far as just being able to band together to show folks that we are here, that we exist, um, that these stories matter, that different perspectives matter inside of the conversations, that it's not just Black, gay, and queer men talking to each other about the same issues. It's really thinking about how do you bring other people along. And I want to just point out is that we don't always get to hear from everyone, right? Everyone won't be able to be on the podcast and share their story. But the hope is, is that you'll hear a story or several stories that touch your lives, that impacts your lives, that you'll be able to just continue to know that it's okay. That if we have made it and if any if 2020 and half of 2021 has taught us anything, it's like, we will be okay. We can make it. And I just hope that this like baseline fuels people to continue to create, continue to like lead in love and enjoy and continue to be like in community. Well, we're at the end of a of a season. I, and for me, endings are beginnings. I mean, unless you're sort of thinking in linear time and sort of like Western notions of time, like the colonists think about. But like, you know, in outside of that mindset, outside of that framework, you know, when you think about secular notions of time, like this shit, look, this is just a beginning. You know, we've come to a sort of pause for a season I look forward to what's to come. I look forward to the new voices. I look forward to the new conversations. I look forward to all that will grow out of the start that we've instigated. Endings are in many ways, I mean, I think we are taught, like I think about death all the time and within sort of Western cultures, how we understand a life to be this sort of line, a start and an end, and we get really sad about that end. <laughs> but there are many cultures, even within the West, um, and particularly indigenous cultures, that think about, they don't think about time in that way. It's just like, you know. And I heard a pastor, Pastor T.D. Jake, surprisingly, who talked about a baby in the womb. When a baby is born, they're experiencing a type of ending. Like you're leaving the thing that has been so comfortable to you and have to go out into this new thing. And he said, that's more daunting than leaving from here to go to like a new plane. And I'm just like, oh, I didn't think about that before. So when I'm thinking about this podcast, I am just so excited about what the new thing might be and excited to have created in this way with the people who are meant to create it at this point in time. It really feels good to be seen. I'm Darius Brown. This is Emil Wilbekin, award-winning journalist, founder of Native Son, a.k.a. Baba. And I just want you to know that I love you and that you are more than enough and that you are worthy. And this is me signing off. This is... Deshaun Usher, founder and executive director for Mobilizing Our Brothers Initiative. For everyone listening, I want you to know that 
your story is valuable, you are valuable, and the work that you have yet to do and or create is valuable. Continue to push forward, continue to dream, and continue to put in action. This is me signing off. A sign off. Jesus, what? Um, in the words of Fraser Crane, I'm listening. No, I'm joking. Um, a sign off. I don't know. I just keep thinking of Arthur Jaffa's love is the message and the message is death. No, that's too grim. Um, <laughs> just thinking about this as a time capsule and what I would be saying. Um, it's tricky because it, I, I have to kind of sum up the time that we're in. Um and, you know, be speaking to a future self or a future world. Um, if I had to say something, I guess I'd say uh, love is the only thing that matters in the end. Yeah, I'm Darnell Moore, y'all. This is being seen. And yeah, this has been such a wonderful journey. Thank you for journeying with us and stay on it. I mean, how the fuck am I supposed to follow that up? I'm like, like, oh, Deshaun. And he's like, I don't know what I'm going to say. Deshaun, he's like, I don't know what I'm going to say. And he's like, three, two, one, hit it. I don't know. Like, we can exit now. Thanks for You got to do it. Do it for the kids. This is for the kids, Deshaun. This is for the kids. Being Seen is produced by Harley and Company and Darnell Moore and created in partnership with Vive Healthcare. Theme music is provided by Moses Sumney.